Hi, thanks for listening. In 20 seconds or less, I wanted to ask if you would consider supporting the show with a one-time donation of $1 to $3. The funds go to subscription fees, equipment upkeep, and a general sense of well-being. Links in the show notes. And again, thanks for listening. Okay, on with the show. A Visitor Surprised Dr. Krenner couldn't move. The ramifications of what he was seeing prevented him from doing anything but remaining anchored to the floor inside the cage. It was only when Del Roney came and stood in the door next to him did Dr. Krenner's trance release him. So, Doc, uh... I don't give a flying flip what dark menacing shit you're doing down here, but my continuing lack of care is going to cost you, Delroney said. Dr. Krenner broke his gaze from the one-time corpse and turned his head ever so slightly towards Delroney. Dr. Krenner ground his teeth and maintained a veneer of calm. It seemed everybody in the facility wanted a piece of him, from the base commander down to this lowly seaman. When Dr. Krenner spoke again, it was with a low menace that seemed lost on the opportunistic recruit. Yes, well, I'm sure something can be arranged that will allow us both to get what we want. Dr. Krenner approached the body and watched as it twitched and pulled ever so slightly against the restraints. He put the stethoscope in his ears and listened for a heartbeat. His shock gave way to momentary disappointment, as he was unable to locate one. Was it only the electrical impulses that was causing the corpse to twitch, and not genuine resuscitation? He was ready to believe it, when Abner Freeman's eyes flew open. Dr. Krenner pulled out a penlight and examined them. What he saw in those eyes was not so much a restored life, as the waking of a ravenous beast, a beast waking from the effects of powerful tranquilizers. He cast his mind back to what happened to the chimpanzees. So rapt was he in trying to discern the meaning of what he was seeing that he almost forgot about Francis Delroney. Delroney had not forgotten the dock, however, and he pressed for a fuller understanding of the terms of their new relationship. And I ain't messing around with no dead animals, either. I know that's what Colonel Shithead sent me down here for, but I'm here to tell you it ain't happening, he said. Dr. Krenner looked up at a point on the rock wall through the bars of the cage. He took a breath, then began to loosen the restraints on the body. No, no, I completely understand. This is menial work and not for the likes of an enterprising young man like yourself. We can discuss terms, of course, but I do need some help around here. For such help, I would even be more grateful than I am for your understanding about my, uh, little secret, Dr. Krenner said. Delroney leaned against the cage. Yeah, whatever. I mean, you know, we can talk about it. Gotta keep up appearances, right? Just nothing too labor-intensive or disgusting, he said.
I completely understand, Seaman Delroney, Dr. Krenner said. Delroney looked around. He was starting to get bored, lacking even the initiative to think how best to exercise his new privileges. Just one thing. What infraction did you commit to get a sign down here? Dr. Krenner asked. Delroney stared at the back of Dr. Krenner's head, a scowl crossing his face. Dr. Krenner pursed his lips, but did not turn around. When the silence stretched into seconds, Delroney sighed. It was for unauthorized absence, but the charge is complete bullshit like everything else around here, Delroney said. Yes, that was it. Unauthorized absence. A small matter, Dr. Krenner said, turning to face Delroney. I just need to run into the next room to get some equipment. Would you mind terribly watching the body? It will only take a moment. I ain't got to change his freaking bedpan or nothing, do I? I told you, I ain't doing nothing disgusting, Delroney said. Dr. Krenner shook his head. No, no, just keep an eye on him. I'll be right back. Delroney stuck his hands in his pockets. Yeah, all right, he said. Dr. Krenner walked from the enclosure, stopping just outside the door. Slowly and with deliberation, he turned and closed the door. By the time Delroney figured out what had happened, Dr. Krenner had the door locked. Delroney reached through the bars in an attempt to get at the doctor, but Dr. Krenner stepped back and was just out of reach. What the frig you doing, Doc? Let me out of here, you friggin' psycho! Delroney shouted. Dr. Krenner took a step closer to the cage, and Delroney struggled all the more to get at him. If you think for one second I am going to let some little punk jeopardize my work, you are sadly mistaken. It's bad enough I have to work under the oversight of a manipulative and controlling organization like the U.S. military, who can't see that there is more to be accomplished here than simply building a better soldier. But I will not fall prey to a sniveling, delinquent little shit whose only goal in life seems to be to figure out new ways to be worthless. Congratulations, Simon Delroney. You have found your true calling, human test subject, Dr. Krenner said, spittle flying from his lips. Delroney lunged against the bars. Dr. Krenner only smiled and walked towards the exit leading back into the disposal room. You crazy fuck! You can't keep me locked up in here! People will miss me! Questions will be asked, yo! At Delroney's threat, Dr. Krenner turned. Oh, I hardly think anyone will be looking for you down here, especially when I tell them you never showed up. They will think you took another of your unauthorized absences. They will try to find you anywhere but here, Mr. Delroney, Dr. Krenner said, then turned and left the office, closing the door behind him. Delroney's screams echoed off the rock walls before being drowned out by the rumble of the incinerator in the next room. Time to go. The little punk had started screaming. That alone did not concern Dr. Krenner. Nobody would hear him through the billions of tons of rock above their heads. His screams and protestations, however, were damnably distracting, and he needed time to think. There was actually very little to think about. He knew he had crossed one ethical line already, with the capture and accidental killing of the vagrant. 
If he was willing to do that to further scientific knowledge, what was one more? Besides, there was only so much he could learn from the vagrant. The true test, and what his government taskmasters in their short-sightedness failed to understand, was live human trials. The Nazis understood that. Dr. Krenner blinked in shock at his momentary defense of the liberal policies of the scientific inquiries of Nazi Germany. He prided himself on being a progressive thinker with an open mind. He abhorred all stereotyping and prejudicial thought, be it in science or in the treatment of others. But still, Dr. Krenner dismissed this line of thought as not constructive. There was work to be done. Nobody had asked about the missing vagrant, and if anybody inquired after Seaman Del Roney, he would simply deny having seen him. His conscience placated, Dr. Krenner thought there was no better time than the present to begin. It was quiet in the next room, and for that he was grateful. He was certain that the young man had screamed himself hoarse. Dr. Krenner grabbed a catchpole, the end having a big enough loop to slip around a human-sized head and neck, and a tripod bearing a video camera. Then he re-entered the back office. He paid little attention to what was happening at first, busy as he was setting up the camera and hitting the record button. As he turned to begin his observations, he stopped in his tracks. It had begun faster than he had anticipated in The Vagrant, albeit much slower than in T.S.E. or the other chimps in the lab above. The body of Abner Freeman stood, swaying on its feet. It glared through dead eyes at Francis Del Roney, who stood frozen, his back to the bars. The agent seems to exhibit an asymmetrical gestation period. It has been approximately three hours since injection of the vagrant's corpse. I am unaware at this time if the agent will exhibit a consistent pattern in future human subjects, Dr. Krenner said. What's wrong with him, Doc? He don't look right. Delroni said, pressing himself more firmly against the bars. Considering the subject was dead and in a frozen state in my refrigeration unit several hours ago, and now stands before you, I would say that nothing is wrong. But your newfound desire for scientific inquiry is to be commended. I can assure you there is much we will learn together in the days and weeks ahead, Mr. Delroni, Dr. Krenner said. Delroni turned to stare wide-eyed at the doc. What do you mean, dead? Get me out of here, doc! Delroni shouted. But Dr. Krenner was not listening to Delroni. He had his eyes fixed on the figure standing before him in the enclosure. Delroni saw this and turned to look. He tried to press his back through the bars as the thing that was Abner Freeman seemed to glare at him. Dr. Krenner and Seaman Delroni both stared, waiting for what would happen next. What happened next was that the thing that was Abner Freeman charged Delroni. Delroni screamed a freakish cry as it slammed into him, knocking his head back against the bars. Delroni's scream was cut short as the blow knocked him out. Oh dear, Dr. Krenner said as he watched the reanimated corpse bite Delroni at the junction between his head and neck. 
Dr. Krenner rushed to the cage and with the catchpole pushed the corpse back and away. He readied himself for another attack, but the thing that was Abner Freeman seemed to go dormant, first going still, then collapsing to the floor. Dr. Krenner waited for several pregnant seconds before grabbing his keys and fumbling them into the lock. His mind raced with the possibilities of what he was seeing. First a corpse reanimated, then that corpse exhibited forethought and mobility. It had conducted itself in much the same way that the chimps had in terms of a ferocious aggressiveness, and that would have to be explored. But unlike the chimps, the corpse seemed to become docile when challenged. It backed away, and had fallen. Dr. Krenner rushed into the cage. He dropped the catchpole and began examining the again motionless body of Abner Freeman. He checked a pulse, but then chided himself for it. There would be no pulse. The thing was dead. His mind reached out, forming hypotheses, diagramming a course of follow-up research and experiments to be conducted, both on the corpse and Delroni. Delroni, his living, breathing test subject. Dr. Krenner turned and started to rise when a guttural roar sounded. He had no time to protect himself from the feral attack of Delroni. Having grabbed the catchpole, Delroni brought it crashing down on Dr. Krenner's head. Dr. Krenner fell to the floor unconscious as Delroni turned and ran from the room. Extinction Love.